welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace a need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 69 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I am your host, Siobhan Key. Thanks for joining me. This is a bonus episode. This is one of my bonus episodes related to COVID pandemic and helping physicians manage all the different emotions and stresses that are coming up. Today, what we're talking about is how to deal with the changes in schedule that are happening because of the pandemic. So for a lot of us, our schedules have been flipped on their head. Maybe for you, that means you have more time at home. For others, it means you are busier dealing with all the stuff to do with the pandemic and making the plans and seeing patients. It varies widely depending on what role you're in and where you live. But the fact that all of our schedules have been kind of turned on their head really can have impact on us and can create stress in its own right. And when we're talking about weight loss stuff, it can impact and create other behaviors. This episode is not specifically about weight loss. I think this is applicable to all physicians who are dealing with these stressors. But if you are dealing with your weight and if you're on your own weight journey, this is a good episode to help manage that because what happens when we have a history of stress eating or emotional eating is these sorts of stressors like changes in routine can have us reverting back to old behaviors. So joining me today is Dr. Silky Baga. She's a wound care specialist and an obesity medicine specialist, as well as a certified life coach. She focuses on on helping busy professionals let go of bad habits, overeating, overspending, etc. You can reach her at silky.coaching at gmail.com. All right, let's get to the interview. All right, welcome to the podcast, Silky. Welcome to this special bonus edition, talking specifically about some of the uh, difficulties that everybody's encountering uh, around the COVID-19 crisis. How are you today? I'm good, and thank you for having me. I think this is a very important topic we need to be discussing and having and sharing so everyone knows we're all going through this and we can provide some good coping strategies. So I'm glad we're doing this. Thanks. And as uh, you and I were discussing this before we started to record, but this podcast is mainly in general about weight loss. But I think in this scenario, the stuff that we're going to be talking about is going to be applicable to anybody, regardless if they're working on their weight or not, because all of us as physicians going through this are dealing with some you know, really challenging situations and some very similar situations as a community as a whole. Exactly. I mean, it is definitely challenging. And so there's a lot of negative thinking and worst case scenario thinking, and it's leading to a lot of negative emotions and we're all dealing with them in different ways. So uh, we definitely need to find better coping strategies because so we can deal with them better. 
Absolutely. And that's the point of today's topic. What we're going to talk about is how do you cope with just the change, like the change to schedules, the change to how things are done. Uh, Because in general, as humans, change isn't easy for us. Mm -mm. Brains do not really like change. And so all this change has happened so rapidly, like our lives have changed in a matter of, you know, weeks in really substantial ways. And that's for a lot of people that creates a lot of difficulties emotionally and just from a day-to-day perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think it's so key to understand that this is how our brains work. You know, we have to give ourselves a break that we are being humans when we are resisting the change and we don't want to change. We like status quo. And so all this change being thrown at us and all this uncertain change is really revving up our primitive brain where we just want to go back to what's normal, what's safe. And along the same lines, our brain's designed to think of the worst case scenario. So yes, these are challenging times, but on top of that, we are thinking of every possible worst case scenario that could happen and really escalating that challenge into something even more negative. And now we have a flurry of negative thinking that's causing a lot of negative emotion and a lot of negative discomfort within us and around us. So it's so important to just understand this is how our brain works. And that's the first step is to just know this is our brain. It's doing its normal thing. Now, how do we accept that this change is the new change? And how do we come up with a baseline to handle this new change? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a big point is because often, especially if those of you have listening have been doing some kind of self-coaching or some thought work, often we get into that position where we think we shouldn't have these negative reactions. And so then we start getting upset at ourselves about our reaction to the change. So from an, you know, weight perspective and things that I see is often when big changes like this happen is people revert to old habits, old cravings, old habit loops come back. And, you know, maybe some eating starts happening that you haven't done in a while, or you start really having food cravings that you haven't had in a while. And, or if you have things like binge eating, maybe you start binge eating again, and you haven't done that in a while. And it's really easy to then beat ourselves up about that. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to be like, I shouldn't be doing this anymore, because I should be fixed. But like what you're saying, if you view it as this is just normal, this is a big change we are all going through as a world right now. And anything that your brain is doing right now is totally normal. Exactly. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. And that's the first step to just give ourselves a break. A lot has happened. Give yourself a time to just absorb that, accept that, and know that this is exactly how your brain should function and is functioning completely normally. If you are reverting to old habits, if you've sought out food for comfort, if you are just tired of it all and just need an escape and food is the way you do it, it's normal. But now that you recognize that, what can we do next? So yes, recognize it. Don't be disappointed. Don't um, berate yourself. Don't go into a self-loathing pattern. This is how it's our brain functions. Give yourself that grace, give yourself that kindness, that compassion. And now let's figure out the next step. Absolutely. 
And what are you seeing? Because we work in different countries, we work in different areas of medicine, but what's your personal experience or experience with people that you're coaching on what, how this is showing up? How, what are you seeing? So exactly what you said is just reverting to old habits that we thought that we had overcome, you know, mm. um, going back more on social media, binging more, eating more, looking for ways to comfort, more Netflix, um, and also just thoughts that aren't serving us. Uh, a few thoughts that I heard just this morning was, I just want this to be over already. Mm -hmm. I'm so done with this. Yeah, and these thoughts just aren't serving us because we just cannot change the circumstance right now. This is what it is. This is our new normal where we have COVID-19 and we're facing it in um, our environment, in our hospital systems, in our work every single day. So that's not changing at all. And so we need to figure out what we can change and how to cope with that change. Yeah. yeah. And if we, just to elaborate on what you were saying for anybody who's listening, that's kind of new to all this thought work stuff is, so those thoughts, when you think those thoughts, which seem like they're kind of somewhat benign on the surface. Yeah. And yet ask yourself, when you think that thought, I just want this to be over. How does that make you feel? Because those thoughts kind of the fighting against the reality thoughts um, often create a sense of like powerlessness, I would say for a lot of people or feeling out of control because you're wanting something that isn't in your power to create. Um, and so what have you suggested people or what have you found to be helpful for people to focus on thinking instead of those thoughts? Um. So before, before we do that, let's, sure, let's, sure. Uh, let's carry that out a little bit. The thought work that you talked, that we were just talking about. So this phrase, I just want this to be over already, right? Mm -hmm. Just me saying it out loud with you, I'm feeling a sense of restlessness, right? I'm feeling restless because I don't want to be in this exact moment. And that restlessness is not feeling comfortable to me at all. Like, I just want this to be over with. Like, get this away from me. And that restlessness is now wanting, is so uncomfortable in my body that I am seeking a relief from it. So I, and this is what's happening next is because we want relief from that restlessness that we created by thinking that thought of, I just want this to be over already. Now we're seeking food for comfort. We are getting impatient with our family members. We are wanting to just tune everything out. So we're going on Netflix or we are just spending so much time on social media. And so we are creating a sense of restlessness more and more and just perpetuating that. And it's not over, you know, the mm -hmm. truth is it's here to stay at least for now. And so, so that thought is clearly not helping us, even though it's a benign thought and we say it all the time in different aspects of our life. But right now it's, I want this to be over already is just not helping. So, so it's just recognizing that our thoughts and what we are thinking and the words we are using to think either verbally or inside our heads really impact how we are feeling and how we are showing up in that day. So 
And I think just to kind of point out one thing that you were saying, so when you're looking at things like all the, what we talked about at the beginning, all these new cravings and old habits coming back, often when you do this thought work, you can actually trace it back to it not being about the food, like the food cravings, if that's what you're dealing with, or the cravings to be on Facebook or whatever it is, they're not about those specific actions. It's about your brain trying to seek some sort of relief from whatever negative emotion our thoughts are creating. So around the COVID, our thoughts, like I just want this to be over, are creating some form of restless or feeling out of control or that sort of stuff. And then that's what all those food cravings and cravings to just escape and activities that might not be helpful for you come from. So the place to focus is, as we're talking about, is not so much on, I just need to resist these food cravings or I need to stop eating. The place to focus is, can I think about this in a different way that doesn't give me quite that same negative emotion that I I have that feeling of needing to escape? And I think your example of restless is a really good example because I think that's often a negative emotion that people don't notice. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a low, it's this vibration in the background that just has you feeling slightly edgy, Mm -hmm. but -hmm. it's not like, you know, anger and sadness where you can really be like, oh, that's what I'm feeling. Right. And yet it drives a lot of people to have do behaviors that they then get frustrated with themselves and feel more restless about. Agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so back to what you were asking, you know, what thoughts are helping me and when I'm coaching others is really to do a check-in both mental and physical of what is fine right now. I am fine right this very moment, right this very moment, whether you're in an exam room with the patient, whether you are at home teleconferencing or whether you at at home with your kids because they're, you know, being homeschooled. I am fine right this very moment and I'm safe. Mm-hmm. Right. And this, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be right this very moment. Yeah. And so using almost a, like a mindfulness approach mm-hmm. of when our brains try to move ahead too far, it often creates negative emotion for us. So our brains try to predict what will happen and what the outcome will be. Um, but using mindfulness to be like, what's happening right now? And is everything okay right now? Because that's really the only truth that you actually know. You don't know what will happen in the future. Exactly. And as you mentioned, our brains are prone to being more negative. So generally the story our brain predicts about what could happen in the future is going to be a negative one if it's left alone to its own devices. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, this I I love the quote by Eckhart Tolle where he says, "One conscious breath in and out is meditation." You know, so just when our minds are just running and our brain is thinking of everything negative, is to just escape all those thoughts and just enter our body and take one deep breath in and out and watch that breath go in and out that one conscious breath in and out as a meditation. And we can do that any time in the day, anywhere we are. If we can just check in a second here and there, just that second that it takes to take that breath is really all that matters to know that you're here exactly where you're meant to be 
right here, right now. And in this exact moment, everything is fine. Yeah, I think that's really good. And that's a good approach to the negative emotions too, right? Like just realizing that, you know, if you are feeling stress and fear and all those emotions that are coming up with this, if you can just be with them in that moment and accept that at that particular moment, that is normal for you to be feeling that. Mm-hmm. It generally makes it less of a big thing. So like if you have those negative emotions and you do that check-in where you just do some breaths with that emotion, often that can go a long way in settling yourself down. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so, uh, so checking in and thinking, okay, what's going right right now, which I think is really good in that you're directing your brain to think on the positive, because like we've talked about on the negative or you're left alone, your brain tends towards the negative. Uh, what other thoughts have you encountered that seem to be helpful? Um, I really like the ones we talked about. And then for me, it's, you know, what actions we can take now to really maintain our habits and finding habits that'll really serve us because I, you know, I don't normally go on social media, but last couple of days, as I've been wanting to know what's been going on, I've gone more on Facebook, but now I'm finding that old habit where I used to go on Facebook all the time in between patients, in between this and that, or what, you know, while I'm hanging out with family is sort of resurfacing. And so it's going back to what I, what we want to define as our minimum baselines for now, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure that I, you know, check in with myself so many times a day or, um, um, you know, what are your self-care habits that you can have right now, no matter what, you know, it doesn't have to be 45 minutes of something. If it's just five minutes of checking in with yourself, what you're thinking, what your thoughts are, you know, or listening to an, a podcast that really helps you bring your thoughts back to where they should be. So just having those habits in, they might, the time might be curtailed, you know, when you're doing it might be different, but just taking a few minutes right now, today, while it's the weekend, while you have some extra time is what you can do to, for the next few weeks that you can be consistent at. So it won't be your usual routine, but what can you do now? So establish a new normal for now that you can stick with. And, you know, again, don't be hard on yourself. Something that's realistic and you can stick with for the next few weeks, months, however long this will take um, to carry you through. And one of those is to make sure that you have a way of getting some positive input. So far, all the input that's going into our brain is negative. News is providing a lot of negative information. Social media has a lot of negative information. So where can you turn to and how can you get that positive input to counteract all the negative that you're getting from the world? So that's one, um, meditation, and then just healthy habits of um, eating well and making sure you're walking or having some sort of physical exercise so that you can... um, really focus on something else than besides all the negative that's going on around you. And I think this is super important because what our brains tend to do is, you know, when you've been working on building healthier habits and then all of a sudden things change, 
often the self-care stuff is the first thing that our brains check out, right? And mm-hmm. this totally still happens to me. I really have to watch myself in that my brain's like, no, don't have time for that. Like need to just keep going, keep pushing, pushing, pushing. But then what happens is I get really depleted. I get stressed. I, my old habits and cravings start to come back because they're trying to cope with that stress that I'm no longer managing through self-care activities. And I think this is what, this is partly why I wanted to talk about just kind of coping with change and coping with uh, changes to schedule and routines because I think that's a really big trigger for people to be like, I can't do this anymore because everything's gone out the window. Mm-hmm. And yet it, it's so important to, even in this time, like you're saying, to still go, okay, what is my new routine for self-care going to be? Like, what can I do within the limitations that you have wherever you are and where you're working? And what can I do to me take care of myself so that I still so I stay as resilient as I can during this time. Yeah. So same thing happens to me. Our brains work the same. Guess what? We're all humans. So yeah, yeah, same thing. I, you know, it has definitely been a challenging week as we are navigating something new. Um, So I, I have also had a tough time, you know, with the cravings and the, and it's because it all goes back to self-care. If I let that go, then everything else just kind of cascades downwards as well. So it's really important that we take that extra few minutes to establish a new routine, to have a, you know, this is my new normal. This is my set of things that I need to do for self-care. Otherwise you're right. We'll deplete ourselves and, um, you know, and, and then our brain will revert back to its old habits. So it's so important to do that. And um, one thing I think is so important is sometime during the day and probably most helpful in the evening is ask ourselves, what did go right today? Mm -hmm. You're so used to just focusing on the negative and our brain wants to just point out all the negative things and the news is not helping so what did go right today? What did I do right today? What am I thankful for today? So that we can refocus a little bit and just reshift our brain's focus from away from all that negativity and focus on something positive. Because as human beings, we will overcome this. We are a strong race. We have the power in us. And just like we've discovered and overcome so many casualties and tragedies throughout our existence, you know, this too will pass. And, but the key is to staying in the moment and, and coming out stronger. Absolutely. And I, I really like, like, um, with what you've been saying to kind of think, and I do this for myself is what activities are depleting. Like you're talking. So for me, spending too much time on Facebook, spending too much time listening to the news, all of those activities are generally kind of depleting or they start to amp up anxiety for me. So trying to recognize for yourself what activities that might actually be making you feel worse and decide how much is a reasonable amount to participate in those to keep you feeling okay. And then on the flip side, thinking through those activities like what you're talking about that are replenishing. So what activities can you do that actually boost you up. So it's like a teeter totter where you're trying to 
you know, not do too much of the activities that pull you down um, and purposely doing more activities that boost you up to try to stay in balance, basically. Um, and yeah. And so you've mentioned meditation. Um, I think eating healthy is important. And it's, that's a tricky one because when we're stressed, our brains are tell us all sorts of stories to not eat healthy. But when you don't eat healthy, generally your mood is worse. Your energy level is lower. Um, You have often some negative thinking about what that means that you're not eating healthy that kind of builds on everything. And you usually feel worse and you're probably less resilient if you're not eating healthy. Getting physical activity, like you mentioned, I think is really important. And it, I think for some people, this the concept of social distancing and stuff, some people have taken that to mean that they have to be in their house. Mm-hmm. But you can leave your house and you can go outside and that's actually good to do and walk. Just, you know, you have to have space between other people, depending, I guess, where you live. Um, but then other things like journaling would be something that a lot of people would probably find helpful in this time, like spending yeah. some time doing a bit of journaling. Yeah, yeah. And I think that doesn't have to be long. Like a lot of people picture journaling as like, you have to sit for a huge long time and write everything that's in your brain. But sometimes a really quick scribble about what you're thinking can make it more manageable because you can see it and it's um, more concrete and you can decide if that's actually helpful to think. Yeah, I agree. And I I was one of those people that was very averse to journaling in the beginning because it just sounded like such a long and boring task. But I put a timer on for five minutes and it was amazing how much I could write and just do a brain dump of all my thoughts and just looking at my thoughts and what I was thinking was so powerful. So yeah, I would definitely encourage people to journal and just write your thoughts down and see what you're thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think along with what we've mentioned, a journaling and meditating is really, really key. And again, meditation is just one breath in and out. You know, it's not, I need to get out of this world and sit, you know, in a somewhere for 45 minutes and, you know, I can't concentrate and I can't focus and I can't do this. None of that, just a deep breath where you are right then and there. And that's all you need. And you can collect as many, meditative moments as you can throughout the day. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah, really powerful. Um, I think the other thing I've been thinking about for myself in this scenario is so routines are kind of dumped upside down on their heads <laughs> all the, and I'm very routine focused in my normal life. So now that, you know, kids just are here and there's no like school time or not school time. And, um, but I think it's going to be really important to me to maintain some routines. Mm-hmm. Because I know historically for myself, if I totally let routine go, that's when a lot of, you know, older habits come back. Often I, I feel less, um, I don't know how to describe it, like kind of less sharp mentally, less on my game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and things just start to kind of creep back. And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, even if you're working from home and, things are totally different than they usually are trying to create some sort of routine for yourself to help um, kind of keep yourself going and keep yourself moving forward and feeling like you've got control over something I think can be really important too. Absolutely. Yeah. I love routine like you. And I, if, if I don't have my morning routine, my whole day doesn't go as like as well as I'd like it to. So I totally get what you're saying. So 
I think when everything's changed, it is time to find that either figure out a way to have your old routine. And I think for most of us, it's going to be hard because things are completely upside down for a lot of people staying at home, kids at home. So what is your new routine going to be and how are you going to stick to it so that you have your sanity throughout the day? Mm -hmm. And knowing that that routine might change, right? Like we're all in some, a situation that really the vast majority of us have never really contemplated being in. Um, And so, you know, if you start with a routine and if you start with some habits that you're trying to put in place, if it doesn't work the first time or if it's not quite right, know that like changing and figuring it out over time is going to be part of this process. Right. Again, don't expect yourself to be perfect with the self-care right off the bat. Be compassionate with yourself through this evolving and changing environment. Yeah. Yeah. And be very realistic, you know, don't set aside 30 minutes for something that where you've never done, you know, journaling for even five minutes. So just, but I think the key is to make sure you find time for yourself and have a good routine, you know, some semblance of the same thing every day so that if something different does occur, you're prepared for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, the thing that I've been impressed with uh, over this time is how quickly a lot of companies and everything have come to virtual stuff. So like the, the options for doing things and still having like input, like um, coaching or courses or all that sort of stuff online, if you want to learn some of this stuff more is endless right now. Yeah. There's so much opportunity that you can, you know, do something entirely new. You may never have done all from the safety of your own house. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how people have coming together to help each other? I think it's awesome. Yeah. I I really, I'm, you know, for all the, all the fear and everything that this brings out, I'm also impressed with ourselves as a society and how like quickly we've made changes that, you know, a month ago, people would say there was no way that they would have made these changes. Right. Yeah, I agree. I'm so impressed. And that's what I want to hold on to, that how we came together as humans, you know, as society, as communities within our towns, how we've come together, you know, in my, um, you know, trying to figure out how to help other small businesses, how to be there for each other and how we can, you know, offering courses and coaching so that we can still meet up virtually and and be a a place for support and solidarity instead of feeling like we're stuck in our home and alone and isolated. So it is amazing how we are coming together as a society. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any last tips or thoughts that you have? Um, For me, so just focus on the moment, be present with the moment and know that right now we are okay, you know, and just take that moment with you. And just check in with yourself every single moment and just try and live and focus in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Silky. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) All right. So send me your thoughts on how you're dealing with the changes in routine and schedules uh, and how that's impacting you. You can send those to info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. And don't forget to download my free time-saving tips to end binge and stress eating course 
Uh, I think it's awesome. I think it's packed with information that helps you take the steps to get under get your binge eating or stress eating under control. Uh, and it's free. So it's great. Uh, the ways that you can access it are to head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash time saving tips, all one word. Or if you prefer, you can text the word time saving tips, all one word to the number 1-855-969-5300. And that'll get you access to the course. It'll get it delivered into your email box. Have a fantastic week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please share these COVID-19 episodes with people that you think might benefit, as I do think they're applicable to any physicians right now, not just physicians dealing with their weight. Uh, We will talk to you later. Have a great week. 